Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. Today, we are talking about when you've lost your vision. We're continuing our series about winning in life, and we're going to be talking specifically about when you've lost your vision. And I feel like for this series, I've been saying it, that it's not when we feel like we're winning that we need to be reminded that we're winning. It's when we really feel like we're losing in life. There's so many times where after a long day with my kids, it, I look up at my wife and I just say, we're losers. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel after being beaten up by them all day. I just look at her and say, we're losers. She's like, no, stop. I said, no, Really? We're losers. <laughs> and it's in those moments where we feel like that, that we need to be reminded that God is for us and not against us. And today specifically, we're going to be talking about the moments when you feel like you've lost your vision, when you've lost your vision. And we're going to be focusing on the life of Samson. And Samson, if you don't know, he's one of the major judges in scripture. And He's most known for being like this superman. God is, uh, makes him a Nazarite, and he has a super strength to where he goes about uh, delivering his people, uh, the people of Israel, and delivering them through his strength against their oppressors who were the Philistines at the time. And so he's literally uh, uh, lifting their oppressors time and time again by, in battle and fighting them. And then at one moment, uh, he... All he, he just looks around and finds the nearest thing to start hitting, <laughs> hitting people, which was a, a, donk, a donkey skeleton's jawbone, and just starts beating people to death with this jawbone. And, and these are, uh, again, it's okay because it's their oppressors, right? So <laughs> think about anyone that's ever oppressed you, if it was a, a, a specific group, and just, them just being beaten to death by Samson. That's what he was for you. And so he's this great deliverer. And... He is, he's known for his strength, and he's also known for his biggest demise. And that's where we're going to pick up. And it's this moment where he tells this woman named Delilah where his strength is hidden. He says that his strength is hidden in this connection to his, his hair that has never been cut since birth, providing this strength through this dedication to God. And so it, in this moment is where we're going to pick up, and we're going to... Uh, we're going to start with this first point and how we relate to Samson and being unable to see forward, unable to see forward. And it's hard to believe things could ever get better after a life altering crisis. It's hard to believe that things could ever get better after a life altering crisis, whether it was something that had nothing to do with your, your actions or it was something that was because of your actions. It is very hard to believe things could ever get better after a life-altering crisis. Let's pick up in Judges chapter 16, verses 18 through 21. And it says, When Delilah saw that he had told her all that was in his heart, she sent word and called the governors of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all that is in his heart. Then the governors of the Philistines came up to her and brought up the money in their hands. They had paid Delilah to give up his secret. And she made him sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to humble him and his strength left him. She said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke 
from his sleep and said, I will go out as the, at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes, and they brought him down to Gaza and restrained him with bronze chains, and he became a grinder in the prison. So I think we could all agree that this is Samson's worst moment in his entire life. This is the worst moment in Samson's entire life. He's incredibly maimed, and he is bound in a way that he cannot move forward. Nor is he able to do what he used to be able to do. And this primarily came from someone that he trusted who ended up being the source of all of his pain. Someone that he trusted ended up becoming the source of all of his pain. And it is in moments like these that it seems like it would be impossible of life going on. It's in moments like these where we feel like we can't see the future. We feel like all of our strength has left us. We feel stuck that we cannot see life going on, let alone having a good, rich, abundant life, right? And it's in these dark times in which we feel like we have no choice but to give up. These are those give up moments. You can't see forward, so you might as well give up. And everything we have ever done, we start believing was for nothing. We can't see the future. We feel stuck. And we feel incredibly weak. And we feel like everything up to this point has been for nothing. And while in this dark place, we begin thinking in unsolvable ways. We start thinking of these rhetorical questions in our head. And we, we make these unsolvable fear fantasies. Where the, it's not just a little fear that you have that stays in the back of your head, in the back of your heart. It's these fears that become fantasies. We're like they're full told out stories in your head. And they're unsolvable. There's nothing you can do. These fear fantasies, these unsolvable problems, we get fixated on them and we start blaming ourselves or others of why nothing will ever move on from this point. We get stuck and we can't see into the future. And so you must know in this moment, when you go through these times where you feel stuck, you can't see past tomorrow, and you feel incredibly weak, you have to allow yourself to heal. It's a lot easier said than done. Because you have to believe that you're able to heal. And that's a huge battle in the mind. Believing that you will heal. Because again, when I say that you can't see to tomorrow, you can't see in the future, you truly can't see past the injury, the pain, the hurt, the weakness. You can't see past it. And so you have to simply believe that you will get better. You have to simply believe that you can get up again. And you may not have the vision you had at the beginning. You may not see life the same way that you used to see. I remember in the moments that I went through really, a really difficult time within church ministry to where 
I, I was getting really bad suicidal thoughts. I'm not just talking about like uh, dark thoughts. I'm talking about fantasies of suicide, imagining what it would be like to drown, holding my breath to practice, wanting to really wanting to stop that feeling of being weak through suicide. And those in those dark times and incredibly depressing thoughts, I remember reaching out to uh, a certain pastor at the time. And I confided and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I don't know what to do. I'm getting scared of myself. And I feel so isolated and alone and weak and et cetera. And they told me, be sure not to tell this to anybody else. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to talk to you uh, anymore like we used to. So told me, just keep this all locked inside. And I'm not going to be talking to you that much anymore anyway. <laughs> and I felt this incredibly isolating experience as I continued to go through extreme toxic culture, extreme toxic church pain, and experiences within ministry. And it's in moments that you're going through things like that. I'm not saying that that's the worst. That's just one moment in my life that it felt really dark. And you start to lose the vision that you had at the beginning. For me, I genuinely loved God and loved God's people, but I could not see the vision I had in ministry like I used to. But what came out of it was an even more clear vision for ministry in my life. Our church, we are a church for people who have been hurt by church. We are a church for people who have never been able to connect at church before. It gave us a clear vision while before we had a vague vision, we had an idea. See, allow yourself to believe that maybe through all of this, that's not really your focus, you just want to feel better, but just know that through whatever it is you're going through, you might actually know even more clear what you want in your life because you'll know what you don't want. Y'all feel what I'm saying? How many bad relationships does it take <laughs> for you to realize what you don't want? You, all of that pain gave you so much clarity. <laughs> you, maybe you'll come out more focused. You may not have the strength that you had at the beginning. You don't have the strength that you had at the beginning. But what if at the end, through this, you find community of people. You, have, you find out people who are really care about you to where their multiplied strength is more than any strength you could have done by yourself where it's not just you having to move mountains, but people are moving mountains for you. What I'm getting at is you don't know what tomorrow holds and anything can happen. All of those fears that we have, they're not real. It's just believing without seeing. In the same way, I'm saying let faith replace that fear. Believing without seeing. Because anything can happen. And God is an expert at restoring things that are broken. God is an expert at restoring things that are broken. So trust him with that faith when you can't see past your pain. When you can't see past those fears, allow faith to step in and just know within yourself that you will heal. Just know by faith within yourself that you will be able to get up again. And so getting up again, I think it, it leads us to an idea of reflection. We need to reflect. 
And that, that requires us to understand that you are a bigger deal than you think. And your actions, your decisions are a bigger deal than you think. People rarely anticipate just how big the level of impact from their decisions will be. People rarely anticipate just how big the level of impact from their decisions will be. Let's look at the moment right before Samson has the worst moment of his life. It says in Judges chapter 16, verses 15 through 17, Then she said to him, talking about Delilah, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have toyed with me these three times and have not told me where your great strength is. So Samson had lied to her multiple times before as she has asked him, where does your strength come from? And he's led her down all these rabbit holes that led to nothing. And at this point, she's like, I'm tired of you lying to me, Samson. Tell me your greatest, deepest, darkest secret. (laughs) And it came about when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him that his soul was annoyed to death. See, that's why I like the NASB. (laughs) The NASB translation really just gives exactly what the scripture was was trying to say. Annoyed to death. And if you can't imagine what that feels like, wait till you meet your in-laws. Just joking. (laughs) Just joking, just joking. Uh, (laughs) Annoyed to death. It goes on to say, so he told her all that was in his heart. And said to her, a razor has never come to my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me and I will become weak and be like any other man. See, in this moment that Samson revealed his secret to Delilah, he didn't anticipate just how dangerous his decision actually was. He did not anticipate how dangerous this decision actually was. He was just annoyed. He was exasperated. Let's focus on that word, exasperated. With her constant pressing. And he gave away something incredibly meaningful for a simple moment of relief. Now there's two ideas I could share about what this kind of exasperation feels like. One is simply having kids. I don't know how many times I ended up just giving my kid whatever they wanted after the 29th time they asked me. At the beginning, I was so set on like, no, they're going to learn that they can't just get what they want. And after 25, I was like, stop it. At 29, I was like, just take it. Just do it. Do whatever you want. And what do they do? They spill whatever I gave them all over the couch. (laughs) My worst fears came to pass. (laughs) But... What does this look like in a, in a deeper sense? What I think about, especially when I was a youth pastor, is so many times a young girl would be crying, bawling their eyes out, because they gave away something so special of themselves to just some boy that they didn't even like. They didn't even think they were cute. But because that boy just exasperated them in constant pressing, they gave something away special for what seemed like just a simple moment of relief. See this, I want us to understand that the devil will work like this too. That he will exasperate our minds, our thoughts, to where you can't think straight. You can't focus. 
And you can't use your full functioning judgment when you're exasperated like that. And the impact is that he, we jeopardize ourselves in, in acting like this, and we trade beautiful things, we trade opportunities in our lives for wasted time, crushed relationships, and shelved dreams. Even every decision of inactivity is a wasted possibility of impact. I want us to understand that even the decision to do nothing is an impact. Sometimes we think we can just ignore a decision and that will avoid the responsibility of the impact. I want you to look at how many people grew up without their fathers in their lives. Think about how many young, uh, young people would do their games, their competitions, without their parents showing up. Their parents didn't do anything wrong, but just their inactivity damaged them. Just them simply not doing anything damaged them. So you must understand that there's no escape in this idea that your decisions have impact, that you have impact. The impact of Samson's decisions affected himself and the people around him. It wasn't just him that, that, that was affected by giving into this. Every time that he fought the Philistines, it was not just him fighting and, and getting vengeance, but his people received relief from their oppressors. Every time he fought the Philistines, the people were relieved. The people had a little bit more freedom. The Philistines would back off. And when we jeopardize our own strength, when he jeopardized his own strength, he lost his eyes and his freedom, but his people also lost their vision for the future and their freedom because they were heavily oppressed again. He was their superman, and he gave what he thought was his lowest lane. He gave Lex Luthor his kryptonite. That sounded a lot better in my head. <laughs> But what I'm getting at is you don't realize how you were somebody's Superman. Your impact is truly that great. And you can't treat your decisions frivolously and thinking that you're the only one that will bear the consequences. It's just not true. You make a bigger impact than you realize. All of us are leaders in some way, and you must acknowledge that. We are all leaders in some way. And whether it's your life or a life of someone near you, your actions matter and they leave an impact every single time. You are a bigger deal than you think. And so are your actions. You are a bigger deal than you think and so are your actions. And so in understanding this big weight of responsibility that we all have to carry now, I want us to go into this last thought which is, you were made for this. You were made for this. And in the right time, you will finish what you started. In the right time, you will finish what you started. It's, it says, right after he got the worst moment of his life, it says this in Judges 16.22. However... The hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaved off. Let me read it again. I know this is really complex. However, 
the hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaved off. And it's not just hair that we're talking about. It's symbolic. Because it's so important to understand that the gravity of this illustration is saying that nothing Samson could do could make his hair grow faster. There's not one thing that Samson could do. Maybe take some biotin. I don't know. But there's nothing that he could do to make his hair grow faster. (laughs) Nothing he could do to make his hair grow faster, which meant that nothing he could do, there's nothing he could do to return his strength or his vitality. Nothing that could make him get his strength back or his vitality. He had to simply endure the time of being weak. Let's focus on that for a moment. He had to endure the time of being weak. That is the hardest part of going through crisis and tragedy. It's not that you're impatient. It's that you are weak and you know it. And you hate it. And there's nothing that you can do but endure this time of being weak. That is one of the most difficult parts. Because no matter how badly you want to feel better, time is sometimes the only healer. Time sometimes is the only healer. And you have to endure being hurt. You have to endure being broken. You have to endure being weak. You have to endure this healing and restoration process. But let's look at how Samson ended in his life. It goes on to say after this part, then Judges chapter 16, starting in verse 28. In this moment, Samson was brought out in this Colosseum. He was living in this prison at the grinder. And at, at one, one day, all the Philistines were gathered in this, this Colosseum-like building structure. And they said, bring Samson out to amuse us. He once saw him, himself as a great warrior that, 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 uh, that defeated our people, but now make him a jester, a clown for us. And so they have him brought out in his chains It says in this moment, Then Samson called to the Lord and said, Lord God, please remember me and please strengthen me just this time. O God, that I may at once take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested and braced himself against them. The one with his right hand and the other with his left. Now, I want us to just take a pause in this moment. This is an emotional moment for Samson. And I want us to think to the emotional moments of our lives where we cried out to God saying, God, strengthen me. Help me. This one time. And it's just in this moment that we have that decision to step in faith and put our hands against those pillars that are set up against us. A lot of times, we, we, that's where all those thoughts and battles start happening again in our mind. All those unsolvable problems try to stop us from from putting our hands up on those pillars that are, that are 
that are holding us back in our life. And we start thinking, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to get out of this. We start defeating ourselves before we could ever even put our hands up. And in this moment of desperation that Samson is desperate, he doesn't want to live like this anymore. And he just wants one thing. And it says, and Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed outward powerfully so that the house fell on the governors and all the people who were in it. And the dead whom he killed at his death were more than those whom he killed during his lifetime. Now, while this seems like a tragic, somewhat heroic end for Samson, I want us to catch something. That he had a moment where he knew more than anything what he wanted in his life. He knew more than anything what he wanted in his life. He got the clarity that we talked about earlier. And when Samson could not see anymore, he could still feel that there was more for him to do. As he felt where those pillars were, he felt where he was supposed to be. And this illustration shows how raw passion can still lead you to parts of your purpose. Raw passion can still lead you to parts of your purpose. And you don't always have to have it all written out. You don't have to have it all clearly defined. Sometimes you can just go by what's in your gut. You're allowed to do that. Sometimes you just feel like you need to be where you're at. You may feel like you need to make a change. And sometimes you're walking in blind and have to take one step at a time as you feel the Holy Spirit leading you. And even though he had less than when he started, even though he had less than when he started, he had to trust God all the more. See, that's a big catch that we don't always recognize in the moments when we lack. Is that it requires us, it doesn't say that we have to stop, but it requires us to trust God even more when we decide to press on. It takes that much more faith. I mean, how many underdog stories have you, have you read about or seen in movies to where it's like, you know that if they, had, if they were at their best selves in the movie, they would totally beat this guy in, in uh, Cobra Kai. <laughs> but he got, he, hurt, he got injured. And so he has to trust in faith that he still can do it even when he had less. And see, in your life, you go through those moments where he has so much less and it takes a step of faith to think, to believe that you could still do it even though you're not your normal self. You're not your best self. And in, in so doing, he accomplished more in his weakness than he did in his strength. It says in his death, in his greatest moment of weakness, he achieved more than in his lifetime. It's symbolic that if you allow yourself to trust God and walk in faith, you can do more even in your weakness than you can do in all of your own strength. I think that something in understanding the end of Samson's life, it would make it, I think that sometimes understanding the end or the future, we, bet, we get a better grasp and understanding when we look at the beginning, when we look at the history. And so now that we see Samson's ending, 
Let's look at what his beginning was like. It says in Judges chapter 13, verses 3 through 5, it says, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, this is Samson's mom, Behold, now you are infertile and have not given birth, but you will conceive and give birth to a son. And now be careful not to drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. Why would it say that? Because even in the Bible, it gives uh, pregnancy advice. You're not supposed to drink while pregnant, right? It says it right there. <laughs> little, little tip, little tip for us. He's probably like, don't eat anything unclean. That's like the shrimp and stuff. And what do they tell you when you get pregnant? Don't eat, watch out for raw fish and see. It's all right there in scripture. It goes on to say, for behold, you will conceive and give birth to a son and no razor shall come upon his head. For the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he will begin to save Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Now, we just got done talking about how Samson, all of his life, he fought the Philistines. And the moment that he delivered his people the most from the oppression of the Philistines when his, was in his end. I want us to really catch this because it's only when we look at the beginning memories, when we look at our history, when we look at what we've gone through, that we can better understand our present and our future. Samson's purpose was always to defeat and deliver his people. His purpose was always to defeat oppressors. His purpose was always to deliver his people. And it was his destiny before he was even born. With all of his mistakes, we read about plenty of mistakes that he made in his lifetime. After all of his mistakes, after all of his faults, after every shortcoming, everything still led him to do exactly what he was created to do. How many times have you doubted your purpose, doubted your calling, because you thought you made too many mistakes? Because you thought that you had too many faults. Because you were so insecure about you, you weren't going to be able to do what you were called to do. He finished what he started. And in the same way, you will walk into your purpose. You will bring yourself to God like Samson did. Acknowledge your need of God in your life. And resonate in this fact that your strength can take you so far. And simply trust that God will finish what he started in you. God will finish what he started in you. And I want us to think about this simple idea. We're talking about finishing what God has started. We're talking about finishing what you have started. But maybe you're here and you're thinking to yourself that you still need to begin something with God. We're talking all about uh, finishing, but you're realizing that you need to start a relationship with Jesus. You've never made that decision before. And the Bible makes it so, so simple, so clear. It says in the book of Romans, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he says he is, the son of God. That, wrote, that died on the cross and rose from the dead, that surely shall be saved. It's that simple. What it's saying is, if you have a genuine heart and talk to Jesus yourself, 
that that's all it takes to start this relationship with Jesus Christ. The work is already done on the cross. The work is finished in the resurrection. And so for the work to start in our hearts, it just takes that conversation with Jesus Christ. You don't need me to lead you through a pretty prayer. You can just talk to Jesus yourself to start that relationship with him. With all that being said, I want us to close our eyes and bow our heads. I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, gravetop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the Gravetop Church Podcast.